are listening to Estate at the Union, estate planning made simple. Here's your host, Brad Wewell, from Texas Trust Law in Austin, Texas. Hi, this is Brad Wewell with the Estate of the Union podcast, and a lot of times we'll do uh, technical topics, and we've had a lot of great guests. But occasionally we'll do um, a continuing series of uh, boomer versus millennial perspectives on uh, current culture. This is another one of those, and I'm here with uh, Sam Wewell. Uh, Hello. Genuine millennial? Yes, yeah, full, full-fledged millennial. <laughs> He's here. And uh, we are going to talk about something today that will seem a bit odd, perhaps. It's a movie review. And it's a movie review of a movie that is, uh, quite frankly, fantastic. But when we tell you the name of the movie and the, I guess, genre. Yeah. It's a monster movie. Giant, uh, well-known monster, probably the best well-known. Probably. Uh, The new Godzilla movie. Godzilla Minus One. Godzilla Minus One. Now... Uh, Sam and I are certain that virtually everybody who's going to watch this podcast has seen Godzilla Minus One, don't you think? They've probably heard of Godzilla. There you go. But I doubt most people watching this have seen the new Godzilla movie. Um, because it is, you know, this is a long-running franchise. Uh, this is actually the 37th Godzilla movie. Wow. So there, there are more Godzilla movies than I have lived in years. Right. Right. So You're 33. Yeah. Wow. 33, there's 37, compared to only 25 James Bond movies. Ha, ha, ha. So Godzilla's got some staying power. Yeah, he's, like you, he's been around since the 50s. Hey, that's right. 52. Uh, so, yeah, I remember going to a movie, a Godzilla movie, and it was Godzilla versus King Kong. Mm-hmm. And this is like, I don't know what. My brother, Mark, who is five years younger than me, was a little kid. We went to go see this movie, and, and we uh, were watching it, and Godzilla, I'm not sure who was winning, but my brother, Mark, stood up in the theater and said, go, 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 get him. It's like everybody looked around at uh, Mark because Godzilla, a King Kong, I'm sure, too, but really Godzilla has this fan base or um, effect on people? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it was... Godzilla was created as sort of a Japanese response to the atomic bombs Hmm. and all the nuclear fallout and disease and stuff that happened after you know, they got nuked twice. Right. Right. And this movie, I was surprised that it kept up a lot of those initial themes that made Godzilla so popular and so um, relevant to the times. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, because, again, the movie you took me to, so Sam's always taken me to these. Dragging you sometimes. Dragging me. Uh, the one you dragged me to uh, several years ago, about two or three years ago, mm-hmm. that was also fantastic, and one best picture of the year was... Parasite. Parasite. A Korean movie mm-hmm. that was was also fantastic. Now I'm a pretty easygoing film critic. I 
you know. But I don't like certain things, and I do like certain things. And, and foreign movies are kind of on the edge. But P Parasite was great, and Godzilla minus one was great. Why was it so great? Well, first off, you were, you didn't believe me when I told you the whole movie would be in Japanese. Yes, I couldn't believe that because it's going to a, a, an American audience, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, I. I think it was made for a Japanese audience, but I don't think it's doing as well over there. Oh, that's interesting. It is. Huh. Uh, because it starts off, the movie starts with a kamikaze pilot who kind of chickened out and mm -hmm. didn't go through with his mission, and he lands on a small island, and Godzilla appears and eats a lot of people. And he's he, angry. Yeah, he has to deal with a lot of the post-traumatic stress of one, being a failed kamikaze pilot, and two, sort of cowering, chickening out again on the island with Godzilla, and the rest of the movie is about him going back to like a firebomb Tokyo, mm -hmm. where he pretty much has to learn to deal with his PTSD and uh, eventually figure out that life is worth living. Um, and sometimes you got to make sacrifices if there's a giant monster coming to destroy everything. There you go. Well, there you go. Yeah, not a lot of giant monsters around too frequently, thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and that's, Sam's summary is, is a good one, succinct. Uh, it starts, I, 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 what impressed me probably the most about the movie was it's 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 reliance on almost the end of World War II, mm -hmm. and then what happened or what was going on in Japan right after World War II? Because you're right, it was it was devastated. Mm -hmm. Even where nukes didn't explode, just the fire bombings. Right. Um, he gets back to his hometown, and pretty much, I think there's only one person who remembers him mm -hmm. and is still alive. Right. And everybody else, you know, struggling to build their lives back together. Right, right, right. And and so there's this story, there's several stories, the first story being the Phil Kamikaze pilot mm -hmm. and his guilt, and he was reminded of his guilt. Constantly. Constantly. Uh, why didn't you kill yourself in the Kamikaze thing? Well, you know, smart enough not to do that. And uh, and then his, um, his just as you said, a struggle with life and trying to. He had no money, nobody had any money, and, mm -hmm. and he had to um, um, create a, a, a way of supporting himself, too. Well, he eventually found a job as a minesweeper. Oh, that's right. On an old wooden ship. Mm -hmm. um, Why wouldn't? Because the mines were attracted to metal, and if you go out there on a big, you know, steel ship, you're just going to attract a bunch of mines. Mm. Um, but that feeds into the plot a little bit too. Um, he also starts taking care of a woman who is become destitute because of the bombings. Mm -hmm. And it's not her baby, but she finds a orphan child and mm -hmm. uh, they both start taking care of the child, but he sort of rejects her and the baby because he still so feels so much guilt about is is past right um he just doesn't know who he is or what he's supposed to be doing yeah exactly and he keeps telling the baby i'm not your father yeah mm. but eventually 
Um, you know, Godzilla does return. Thank God. And he does <laughs> trample over a city. Yeah. And, uh, Ate a lot of people. Yeah, uses his uh, radiation breath to That's right. blow so, up half the city. So let's not forget, of course, you may not know, but if you do know about Godzilla, he's not only a big, ugly, honking, bad boy monster, but he also has like a death ray? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a death ray, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And he uses it. And Not know, for good, by the way. No. Uh, he, he's, he's actually... It's not a, I guess in those older movies, Godzilla would team up with King Kong and fight mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. monsters and right. stuff like that. Rodan and uh, Mothra. And... Yeah, this is not one of those movies. Right. This movie, Godzilla is scary and he's terrifying. And if you see him coming, you better start running because he won't stop uh, for anything, mm -mm. Mm -mm. including right. our main characters. Right. You're right about uh, the, the character Godzilla because I've, I've seen more than two Godzilla movies in my time, but probably not more than five. Yeah, no way. Me either. <laughs> it's an acquired taste. But um, some of them have had Godzilla as ultimately a good figure, a figure for good, that mm -hmm. he's there to kind of protect Tokyo. They're all set in Japan. Protect Tokyo. Protect the, the people from some bad other things. Some of this worse than he is. I yeah. In this one, Godzilla isn't protecting Tokyo as much as he considers Tokyo to be his territory. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want, you know, any naval warships on his territory. So he tears through a couple of those. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, he really is a scary creature in this. Bad to the bone. Yeah. Kind of like in Jaws. Mm. Um, and also like in Jaws, the main human characters are really the what kind of drive everything home. It's not mm -hmm. just about the monster. Right. It's about everything that happens in between the monster attacking the city. It is so good. Now, again, it's not so good because of Godzilla. Godzilla's there, and Godzilla is a, 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 almost a subplot, uh, but the real subplot is his relationship with this woman. Mm-hmm. And um, and how that turns out, and then his his transformation into I'll use this term a guilty hero. Yeah, he learns that not just all life should be mattered, but that his life matters too, mm. despite all these failings he's had in the past. And there's also a larger message about the Japanese government and the country mm. of Japan and the people of Japan uh, who they mentioned in the film that there are several points in the war where life just wasn't very valuable to them. Yeah, it was really interesting because they, they did have several instances of criticism of the Japanese survivors of the war criticizing the, re the war regime mm -hmm. for mistakes they made. What was the statistic? about the number of Japanese soldiers killed by disease or hunger? Mm, I'm like not sure. 50%. Oh, yeah, over 50% due to lack of supplies or just curable diseases, things that could have been fixed. Half the Japanese army, according to the, to the movie, died of starvation or illness, not by weapons, uh, ours, or anybody else's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's a running th theme through the movie, especially... Mm -hmm. 
um, once the human characters all get together and they start having to come up with a plan to kill Godzilla, mm -hmm. which we won't give it away, but I thought it was a pretty ingenious plan. It was ingenious, right. And, um, you know, they all end up having to work together to try and fight and, mm -hmm. you know, fight for their families and their country and their city. Right, because Godzilla was heading back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was coming back to do more destruction and to wreak havoc. And uh, again, it's a, the climax is good. And you're right, we won't give it away. But uh, let's talk about the audience that we were in and um, uh, something you noted there, too, about the uh, subtitles. Oh, so there was a, a family there that I assume they didn't do their research or... I don't think it was it heavily... the research I did, because I didn't know this either, I guess. The movie was entirely in Japanese, and uh, there were some, they brought some kids with them, and the kids were kind of running around the theater and uh, not too thrilled with the fact that the whole movie is in Japanese. Uh, but even that, usually that really gets to me if I'm watching a movie, but it really didn't have that big of an effect, because the movie was just so good, hmm. and it really get you to connect with the characters, mm -hmm. even if they're, you know, in the 1940s and still speaking Japanese. Right. And the whole cultural differences, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I'll be honest and say that the ending kind of had me tearing up a little bit. So I teared up at the end. Sam teared up at the end. Zach, Sam's brother who went with us, teared up at the end of a Godzilla movie. You got to figure that's crazy, but again, it's just such a good movie. And we weren't necessarily crying for Godzilla. No. <laughs> no. Not a very sympathetic character. I mean, in the last main climatic climactic scene, we were all. I think everybody was rooting for Godzilla to go down. Right. We did not did not want Godzilla to continue his rampage. Right. And um, yeah, it was just a really cleverly made, well-written mm -hmm. movie with great special effects. The budget on this was only $15 million. Huh. Compared to like the last James Bond movie was around $200 million. Wow. And, and the Marvel movies have got to be... Oh, yeah. They're the same. $200 million plus. $15 million. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and it was subtitled. Um, so back to that. I mean, you could read the subtitles. And it was, you know, I didn't have any trouble following it. Um, at all. Uh, the dialogue, such as it was, was good. But And after a while, when you watch a foreign movie with subtitles, I just kind of sink into the subtitles. And Yeah, after a while, you stop even noticing that you're right. reading subtitles. Right. Um, yeah, a little bit of English with the General MacArthur news footage. That's right. That's right. But that's, that's right. about it. But it was uh, just such a great movie and Probably one of the best movies of the year. I probably will be, I mean, it's, well, who knows? And they've got the Academy Awards all different now. And you have to have certain things to be even nominated for Best mm -hmm. Picture. But this, <laughs> in my humble estimation, was the best picture that I've seen. And we've seen Napoleon. Mm -hmm. We saw last weekend. Uh, American Fiction. American Fiction. That's an interesting movie. It's a very, very interesting movie. We decided we're not going to talk about that today. We'll hold it's on. no Godzilla. It's no Godzilla, right? And it's you know, it's it's a it, it's a very good movie too. But mm -hmm. uh, to sit here and tell you 
and, and again, you're sane and... I try to be, yeah. Yeah, I try to be. And, uh, but to tell you that we love this movie, and what happened to it, too, is we saw it on a very, um, like only one theater, I think, in Austin had it. Yeah. Way down in South Austin on Stasty and I-35. And because of its popularity, they were going to stream it right away, and then they released it to like another 1,200 theaters mm -hmm. because it was so popular. And um, yeah, so if you're sitting around... Um, New Year's Day, New Year's nothing Day. to do. Nothing to do. You probably won't get this podcast until after New Year's Day. But if you got in a cold February uh, day when the power's still on, but it's too cold to go outside, check out Godzilla. Minus one. Minus, make sure you get the minus one because the other ones you might end up with uh, another uh, uh, iteration of, uh, of Godzilla. And you might like that better than this, but I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. You couldn't like anything better than this movie. Okay, um, I think that's it. Anything yeah. else? No, that's it. That's it. So we'll be back with another uh, Boomer versus Millennial perspective. Essentially, with this, we both uh, agree. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, much better than the everything, everywhere, oh all gosh. at once. Which was awesome. Was that Best Picture? Yeah. Ah! Holy cow. We did, I did not like that. Sam liked that a lot. But we both liked this. So I guess we have this thing for... And I really don't, though. Asian-focused pictures, but, you know, some are good, some are bad. I only like take you else. to the best of the best. You Thank know? you very much on that. I try. And he's, a, he's a great critic and a great uh, kid, too, by the way. All right. Well, I think that's it for this podcast of uh, estate of the, the Estate of the Union. And we appreciate you watching. We'll be back again with other things, and we'll do another redo of Millennial versus Boomers, I'm sure, sometime soon. So thanks again, and be careful out there. Bye.